0: Before we start, I just want to let everybody know that this podcast is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app on your iOS device, and there, if you want, you can chat with me or other hosts from the Locked On Podcasting Network when we go live doing our shows in Locker Room. What is up, everybody? Welcome into Lockdown Tigers. I'm your host, Chris Castellani. It is Thursday, April 1st, 2021, also known as Opening Day. This day should be a national holiday. Now, sadly, it is not. A few things before we jump into the, 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 the meat of today's show. I did not post a show yesterday. I was exhausted. I personally, given recent events, felt like maybe I'd earned a bit of a day off. Thank you to the people who responded so positively to my interview with John Boy. That was really a lot of fun. And I I have struggled many a time in my life with, with confidence in regards to certain things. But I believe I'm a good interviewer. And I believe we got the most out of that. He was very open and honest, some of the things that he opened up about and talked about. I was surprised you went there, and it made for a better, more engaging, more interesting interview, and I appreciate all of you listening in and all of your positive feedback. It, it was very, very meaningful to me. Today's show will, again, be a three-segment show. First segment is going to be me talking about a little bit of Tigers news. Segment number two is going to be me kind of reviewing and dissecting what this offseason was like for Detroit, giving my overall view. And in segment number three, it's going to be a little bit more hopeful and optimistic as I talk about opening day. But for the first bit of news, we need to talk about Renato Nunez, who I discussed on Monday's show as a guy who did not make the team out of spring training. This was the Baltimore Orioles first baseman that the Tigers picked up. I believe he was non-tendered at the end of the 2020 season. Uh, My guess was that he was going to elect free agency when he didn't make the team out of spring training. That was proven to be incorrect. He has chosen to remain within the Tigers organization. He will start the year in AAA. I think that this is a huge break for the Tigers, personally. Now, he did not have a great spring. He got there late. There were some issues. I can't remember if it was him who had the issue with the visa or if there was a, a COVID thing with him. But he didn't look great, necessarily, when he did play. I was initially very surprised by this, but as time has gone on, I, I've, I've understood it more. And it goes back to something I've talked about on this podcast before, which is that most teams, not all, most teams have really good first basemen. So if Renato Nunez would have elected to become a free agent, some team would have picked him up and he would have been waiting behind... Paul Goldschmidt, or waiting behind Eric Hosmer, or waiting behind Freddie Freeman, depending on, on which organization wanted to pick him up. He probably feels like, hey, you know, I'm one injury away from getting called up, potentially being a DH or a first baseman for this team, and Miguel Cabrera is at first base. We know that he's fragile, so I'm going to take my chances on seeing if they if they decide to, to pick me up and, and see if I can play some good baseball in Comerica, and I respect him for that. One thing, one positive thing that Our friend Bailey, a.k.a. Foolish Baseball, said when I talked to him a few weeks ago, because he went to Tigers spring training in 2020 before the world went to crap, he said that he believes that there's a close sense of community within the Tigers organization, which he viewed as impressive, especially considering how subpar, and I'm being generous there, the team has been over the last several seasons. I think with Hinch there as well, I, I think that culture is improving. I'm not saying it's great. I'm not even saying it was awful when Gardenhire was there. That was the one thing I always praised Gardy for was the fact that it would have been easy when you're that bad to point fingers, to get angry, to start fights. That was never really the case. And you have a guy in Renato Nunez who, like I said, I think could probably play for some teams. I, I don't know if right away he would play, but we'll get the call up at some point. And he elected to stay with Detroit, and I respect him for that. I believe that is a big break for the Tigers. And I'm not saying he's going to set the world on fire, but you have a, you now have added depth in your system where if somebody goes down, you could call up a guy who can turn on a pitch and hit it out of the park, which is something that this organization has lacked significantly over the last several seasons is, is that pop off the bench, that kind of depth. A.J. Hinch also said, and my worst fears have been realized, Miguel Cabrera will be starting the year at first base. Look, Hinch is going to do, and I respect him already for this, Hinch is going to do all he can to try to get the most he can out of this baseball team. And and God bless him for it. He's going to try and he's going to play the matchups. And I think analytically, he believes that this is the best move because you get more out of Jamer at third base than you would out of him at... At first base, Miggy goes to first, Jamer back at his original position in third, where he was pretty darn good in the action he saw there last year, and pretty darn good in 2019 even when he struggled at the plate. We said, wow, the guy's improved a fair amount defensively. My question is now, who's the DH? And I've wondered about this, because Jacoby Jones will be starting in center field. You have more Mazzara who will be in right, then in left... Is it going to be Robbie Grossman, or is Robbie Grossman going to be DHing? We're going to find out today. Or today, by the time you're listening to this, when the lineup is posted, it would not shock me if Akil Badu is this team's starting left fielder on Opening Day, which I am. I'm a bit stunned by. I'm not sure how I feel about that, and, and this is where I'm going to be a bit of a stick in the mud. I'm not buying into the Akil Badu hype. I, I'm not. I, I just I I have trouble buying into the hype r- surrounding any. Rule 5 pick, and he had a wonderful spring, and this is a great story. It's a great story. It's great for him. It's it's cool for the organization to think, hey, man, maybe we got this diamond in the rough. You didn't have to sacrifice your present for your future. Jacoby Jones still made the team. Victor Reyes still made the team. The, I guess, I don't know, who, who took the hit? Renato Nunez, one of the pitchers, maybe? Joe Jimenez? And those guys didn't play particularly well in spring training. Anyway, it's a cool story, but I... I got to see him show some glimpses in the regular season. It's a different animal when you're playing at Major League Ballparks. We know this, and I'm rooting for him. I really am. I've seen the guy be interviewed. He seems like an electric personality. I think he could be a wonderful piece for this organization. But in my opinion, and this is that Castellani pessimism shining through. I'm not in the best of moods today because my Wolverines got bounced in the Elite Eight uh, on, on Tuesday night, and my heart was shattered. But... Uh, I, I'm going to be in a better mood after I upload this because it's opening day. Thank God. In my opinion, if your opening day roster consists of a left fielder that is Rule 5 pick and or Victor Reyes, it'll be one of those two, and your DH is Robbie Grossman, that's a sign of an offense that isn't going to score a ton of runs. And that is not a knock necessarily on either one of those players. I think Robbie Grossman is, is a nice little player, but when we talk DHs, I think of, I think of Nelson Cruz. I think of Victor Martinez. I think of last year when we had it in the NL. I think of like Pete Alonso. I think of Edwin Encarnacion when he was rolling. Not, not Robbie Grossman. And that's going to be the, this team's Achilles' heel all year. They're not going to score a ton of runs. I think if if a guy like Willie Castro emerges or Jamer continues to roll, they'll have some good hitters. But I think, I think by the end of this year, we're going to have a lot of games that this team lost three to one or two to nothing, where they squandered some good pitching performances because. I don't see a whole lot of depth here, and I don't see a whole lot of pop here. You have guys who do one or two things well, like Jonathan Scope can hit home runs. Robbie Grossman can get on base, but there's not really anyone in this lineup that I feel like is a super well-rounded, all-around hitter right now. And in this division especially, where you have some really good pitchers with Sack and with Bieber and Berrios and Giolito and Cease, who I think is going to be pretty good, Lance Lynn, I think they're going to be struggling – night in and night out to score runs. Sadly, so that will do it for segment number one. When I come back, I'm gonna assess the damage that was this off season for the Detroit Tigers. We'll be right back. Locker room is a live audio only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Join join in on the conversation with me and have a chance to be featured on the Locked On Tigers podcast. I'll be hosting rooms every week on Wednesday, probably around 7, though subject to change right now. Come through and talk with me live. All you need to do is download the Locker Room app free in the iOS App Store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join my group. Follow me at Castellani2014 to be notified when my room goes live. We'll be going live on Locker Room every Wednesday The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We're covering everything you need to know about the Tigers, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Segment number two here on opening day, and it's time to assess what I've viewed from this organization since last season ended. It's time to talk about this offseason, and this is going to be a pessimistic segment and a bit of a bitter segment, but I promise you segment number three will be a lot more optimistic and hopeful. So stick with me, but I'm I'm as real as it gets when it comes to assessing the damage and talking about my favorite teams and, and how I felt like they performed this offseason. Let's not beat around the bush. OK, this was a bad off season for the Tigers. If you don't want to call it bad, it was a monumental, monumental disappointment. You know, in Game Two of of twenty eighteen, or maybe it was Game Three, when they they lost, they got swept by the Pirates to start that season. I said in my one of my videos, I said, "This is going to take time. This organization is going to be spending the next several years trying to absolve themselves of their sins, and it's going to take a minute until things get until the ship gets righted." That was three years ago. We should be there now. Okay, this is. This should be the season of the Ascension. Now, it won't be, and I like the personnel they have, and that's where, that's where it is more frustrating. I do believe in some of the prospects. I take nothing out of what Spencer Torkelson did in, in spring training. Spencer Torkelson's going to be okay, all right? And, and, and if something changes, I will let you people know he had a bad spring facing actually good Major League pitching for the first time ever. He's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. Everyone says he's going to be fine. I'd be shocked if he wasn't. I believe in him. I believe that there is, in that plethora of pitchers, at least one star, at least one future ace in there. I think Riley Green is going to be the future of this organization. I think he's going to be the face of Detroit sports over the next in the next several seasons. I, I really do. I think that guy is a star. Came alive a little bit near the end of spring training. Defense has improved quite a bit. He's still raw, but he'll learn in the minors, and he'll be here probably by next year. I believe in some of the talent. The fact is, if all of these guys pan out, if all these guys pop, what it comes down to is going to be the organization. It's going to come down to front o- the front office. It's going to come down to management. And right now you have a front office that has fumbled. I mean tripped over banana peels when trying to work their way through this rebuild. And they have. And I And people may disagree and say, well, they got the most at the time. They fumbled it. They should have hit reset after 2016. They didn't. They traded guys when their value wasn't at its highest. They got back prospects, and there was some bad luck, of course. Franklin Perez not you know being made of glass. Jake Rogers not knowing how to hit. Daz Cameron being an under you know underdeveloped player, not a not a great player. We'll see what he does this year. Maybe he'll improve a little bit, but that that's not a great trade. You got nothing for JD Martinez. You got nothing for Justin Upton. Those were those were bad deals. Those were bad deals, and, and they have been a bad team for. Four years now, and they're going to be a bad team this year. And if they aren't, which I hope they aren't, it would be amazing if they weren't. It'd be an incredible story. Then A.J. Hinch should get a lifetime contract in Detroit if he's able to work some miracles here. But a great manager can win you several games a year. I actually do believe that. But a good manager is not the difference between a a bad team and a great one. A.J. Hinch needs a lot more talent here. And there's not. There's not much talent. Because the organization and management especially has been remarkably cheap. In regards to how they've gone about signing free agents, they had a golden opportunity this year—a golden opportunity to get fans excited again, to to plunge their hands into the filth and pull out something awesome—and they got a great manager. Cool, cool. I like Hinge. I like Fetter. He's, I think he's going to do a good job. This is a good staff. It's a great staff. But they had a chance to truly, truly show, flex their muscles and show that they're still high rollers, and they didn't. They could have brought in Riomuto. They could have tried for Springer. They could have tried for Bauer or Schwarber or Rosario or Dahl, and they didn't. They got Robbie Grossman, and that is not to say that the players they signed are going to be bad players. It's not. In fact, I think that Grossman will be good. I like re-signing Scope. I, I think that we'll see about Nomar Mazzara, but I-, I know somewhere in there is a good Major League player. He's Hasn't seemed to quite find it yet, but if he returns to maybe what he was in Texas, then you know what? That's not a bad signing either. But you know you know what they're going for here. You know what we want here. We want to see the big, all right, yo, we're back now signings. And they could have done that this offseason, and they didn't. And what scares me is that this is going to end up being five years in a row where this team is not very good. And Tony Paul has talked about this as well, in that in the in the 90s, there was a whole generation of Tigers fans that were lost because the team went from not only not good, but not competitive. They were irrelevant, and opening days weren't even selling out. People weren't going to the park. Nobody cared. Nobody talked about them. It wasn't until this magical 6 run, which really started with Dombrowski coming in and, and changing the culture and signing some big free agents, and they had a few good draft picks for – For a new generation to come along and and fall in love with the Tigers again. Given the fragile nature of baseball right now, if this team goes another 10 years without being competitive again, then we're going to have another generation of Tigers fans that are lost at sea, and they might never gain them back. It is time this season, and going forward into next offseason, and yes, I'm already looking ahead to that, to have a sense of urgency. To understand that the days of patience are numbered. And if you are a Tigers fan listening to this right now, which most of you are, you have been patient. We have been patient. Most rebuilds aren't this painful. Most rebuilds don't take this long. Most teams aren't this bad. Some teams never have to tank, they don't. The fact is, it worked with the Cubs and it worked with the Astros and it's working with the White Sox, but. A lot of teams never truly tanked. The Dodgers never tanked. The Cardinals never tanked. The Yankees never tanked. The, pro- the difference is those teams had competent management and competent front offices, which at best right now for the Tigers, it's a to-be-determined, and at worst, it's, it's incompetence. It's malpractice. And that's going to have to change because the sad thing, and what people may get wrong about me sometimes, is that I'm so rooting for Al Avila. I'm so rooting for Chris Illich. The, the best podcast I will ever record will be the day that I can come on here and say, you know what, I was wrong about both of you. Chris Illich does have a backbone. Al Avila was maybe pigeonholed for a few years in regards to the, the budget for the team, but he's found it, and he's signed some good players, and the team's competitive again. I want that. That should have happened this offseason, because four bad years in a row is long enough, and that's what they've had. That's what they've had. The Astros had four bad years, or three bad years. 2015 was their year of ascension. The Cubs, with Epstein, I think four, three bad years. 2015, year of ascension, in the NLCS. The, the White Sox, when they hit reset, uh, what was it, 17, 18, and 19. Pretty bad teams last year, made the postseason. They're going to be world beaters this year. They lost one of their best players for what's probably going to be most of the season and they're still going to be really good. That's how deep they are. That's how powerful they are. They h- hired a manager that I d- I just don't understand the hire and they're still going to be great. I love AJ Hinch a lot, but I would so much so much right now rather have a really good team and a questionable manager like what we had with Osmus than a bad team with a great manager. Now, that's not to say I like Brad Osmus more than AJ Hinch. I don't, but at the very the reason Osmus was so frustrating to me is because he had great teams I also think it's fair to want the best of both worlds I would like to have a great manager and a great team around it but this was this was a bad off offseason it, it, it was very disappointing and I know there's a lot of people privately I'm not going to say who they are who are Tigers people who have told me it's hard for me to look forward to this team right now with that said despite all of what I just went through I'm not one of those people And I'm going to talk about why in segment number three. We'll be right back. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online. Your online sportsbook experts. We have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. And now is the time to find out which Built Bar is best. And we're in the finals. It is Built Bar madness. Go to BuiltBar.com or at Bar underscore Built on Twitter for the finals. I am going with cookie dough chunk to win the whole thing. Got to stick with a cookie dough. Big cookie dough guy have been my whole life. I'm going with that to win Built Bar Madness. Remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won the finals and who will become the best tasting protein bar. If you're the type of baseball fan that can't help but get giddy over prospects, we have the podcast for you. Lockdown MLB Prospects, hosted by minor league play-by-play voice Aram Layton, is the only daily podcast devoted entirely to the stars of tomorrow. Follow Lockdown MLB Prospects on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back for the final segment, and here's where I'm going to get all sentimental and sappy, but screw it, it's opening day, I'm excited. There will be those people and I mentioned it at the end of segment number 2 who are going to have a hard time being excited for this team this season. And I I get it. It's frustrating. These are frustrating times not just for uh, this team but for the city of Detroit. They don't have it has not been a lot to root for. That's why I was so crushed when Michigan lost the other night. That was a team that, you know, we th- that was the only like competitive team in the last calendar year. But opening day is better than any other first opening day for baseball is better than for any other sport. It just hits differently. I am as much a realist as I, I can be. I try to be real. I try to be fair. I try to be objective with all things, except on opening day. I know this is not going to be a very good baseball team. I'm aware of that. I know that there's a lot of problems. I just talked about them. There's issues with the roster. There's issues with the offense. The, the, the division is pretty good. They're going to struggle. Despite all of that, I am going to wake up because I'm recording this on Wednesday, but I'm going to wake up on Thursday, and I'm going to allow myself one day, one day to believe that this is the year, that everything I've said has been wrong, that this team is going to shock the world, that the Tigers are going to win the World Series. One day, I'm going to give myself that chance, and I'm I'm imploring people out there who are listening, you should too, because hope is a beautiful thing, and, and and we lose hope quickly here sometimes. We do. I lose hope quickly sometimes. Why do you think that I end every podcast by saying, go Tigers? You think that's just my saying? You think that's just my mantra? No. You know what that is? That's me bringing hope back around to myself. Me, That's me saying, despite it, it's like a family, because you, you have those people in your family that you just get so mad at and frustrated with. Oh boy, it's uh, Uncle Donnie's talking politics at the, at the Thanksgiving table again. We told him not to do that. Oh geez. And yet, after, despite all of that, when you get to the end of the day, you still love them. And, and that's why I always say go Tigers. That's what I stress at the end of this podcast. Despite all the things that may be going wrong, never lose hope. Never lose faith in your team. But this, this is opening day, and it's different. It's different. You come into it with a renewed sense of optimism. And the last year has been so miserable for so many people. There's, there's been too much misery and sadness and divisiveness and death, and I'm, I'm tired of it. And, and even if it's just for one day, I'm going to allow myself to enjoy Tigers baseball. And there will be those days, and there are, especially during a 162-game season, there are those days where you just don't enjoy it. There are those days where I'm watching a game and I said, oh my God, I could be outside right now. I could be at the gym right now. I could be watching a movie right now. There are those days. Sometimes it's not always fun. Sometimes it is really difficult, especially over the last several years. It has been. But today, that doesn't matter. On opening day, that doesn't matter. What matters today is enjoying it. Is, is, is enjoying the things that you missed. Enjoying the small, little things that we've missed out on. Even if it's just the sound of a 95-mile-per-hour of fastball smacking into a glove for strike one, or the sound of a bat as it connects with a ball and goes 420 feet over the fence. Those little things are the things we miss. the The fans in the stands, the kids with their dads taking in their first baseball game. That's what I love, the little things. And those are the things that we've missed over the last... Year with the pandemic, and there was no fans, and it was a shortened season. This will not be a shortened season. They're going to play this whole thing, and I'm glad they're going to play this whole thing. It's about time we return to some sense of normalcy because it's been far too long. And despite how angry I will get, despite how critical I will be, despite how frustrated uh, things are with this organization, despite how annoying and how, how just how much they make me just want to pull my hair out, every year. I wake up on opening day, and I'm excited, and that will never change. The day it does change will be the day that I myself have changed, and not for the better, for the worse, because that'll be the day that I've lost hope, and you should keep that as well. You should keep that kind of innocence that comes with baseball, that comes with opening day, that comes with being happy and enjoying things. The one thing no one should ever apologize for is being passionate, and baseball fans are as passionate as... As they get and you enjoy today. I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna win. I don't know if they're gonna lose. Shane Bieber's really darn good. He might shut down the Tigers today. I don't care. Because despite all the criticism, I'm gonna be there for pitch one and I'm gonna be there for the final pitch in game one sixty-two. And when it's over and we look back in this season and we say, Oh god, what a grind. Guess what? The next April, I'm gonna be right back there for us to do it again. Those are the joys of baseball, my friends. And those are the joys of opening day. You enjoy this. You've earned this. You've waited for this. Whether they're a good team or a bad team, opening day is special. All right. That will do it for today's show. Tomorrow's podcast will be up. It may be a little bit late. I'm going to be crashing at a friend's house tonight, so I'll be driving back home to record the pod, and then I will upload it. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C A S T E L L A N I 2014. You can follow this show on Twitter at LockedOnTigers. While you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a written, positive five star review of this program. It would be much, much appreciated. Thank you for listening to my long soliloquies today. You guys are, are the best, and I'm, I'm moving forward, and I appreciate all of you being there. Enjoy opening day, everybody. Have a great rest of your day, and go, Tigers.